everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. Okay, and now we have a very special premium member shout out. Hello to brothers Abraham and Raphael, who love the podcast. It is Abraham's favorite thing to do with his brother. And their parents say, we love the both of you. Happy birthday, Abraham. Sometimes all you want is a nice cool drink. That's exactly what Emily was thinking as she opened the door to the fridge to see what was on offer inside. Hello, human, said a voice beside her. As far as Emily was aware, she was the only person in the kitchen, and so this sudden appearance of a voice came as something of a shock, causing her to shriek out loud. Her eyes settled upon a small brown dog, sat in the middle of the kitchen floor. She'd never seen the dog before in her life. Did, did, did you just talk? Emily asked. That is correct said the dog, smiling. Your ears are working perfectly. Uh, thank you, replied Emily. Um, what are you doing in my kitchen? The little dog's ears dropped and his head sank low. Oh, I'm in need of help, human, said the dog. I didn't know where else to go. Emily suddenly felt two things. The first was that she was cold, so she closed the fridge door. The second was that she couldn't help but feel sorry for this unexpected pooch. Are you lost? Emily asked. Oh no, said the dog. I know exactly where I live. Emily thought for a second. Are you hungry? Oh no, said the dog. I had a tasty and nutritious meal just a short time ago, although I do not yet know where I might get another. Then what is it that you need? wondered Emily. It would be better if I showed you, human, said the dog. Don't call me human, I'm Emily, she said, before kneeling down in front of the hound and taking hold of the dangling dog tag. And this says you're Barnabas. That is correct, Emily, said Barnabas. Now, don't let go of my tag. And with a blink of an eye, the kitchen was empty. Barnabas and Emily were now in a very large walled garden. It was beautiful. There were hundreds of colorful flowers, neatly shaped bushes, a wide shimmering pond full of large golden fish, and lush green lawn. It was so striking that it made Emily forget that she was no longer in her kitchen anymore. It's nice, isn't it? said Barnabas as he saw her staring. Oh, it's the best garden I've ever seen, she replied. A small, disc-shaped robot rumbled across the grass, scooping up a fallen leaf. I'm allowed out here whenever I like, said Barnabas proudly. Just at that moment, a large drone flew over their heads, carrying pizza boxes to a neighboring house. No sooner had Emily seen it than another passed over, heading in a different direction, carrying a box of groceries. Barnabas, where are we? Emily asked. We're at my house. Yes, I know that bit. Emily realized she needed to ask her question differently. When are we? Ah, 
said Barnabas. Yes, you, you've travelled into the future from your present day to my present day. I'm in the future? repeated Emily in surprise. Why would you need my help in the future? Can't somebody from your time help you? That isn't possible, Emily, said Barnabas. Come with me inside. The house seemed to Emily to be made mostly of glass. It was tinted, so it was hard to see in. But two large sections of the glass wall were folded back to allow them to go inside. Emily found herself in a spacious room with the most amazing kitchen she had ever laid eyes on. Barnabas trotted past it all to a smaller room on the other side. This housed what might have been a washing machine and some other gadgets. But what caught Emily's eye was a human-shaped robot plugged into a charging port on the wall. It was about Emily's size and crafted from some sort of shiny white material. Is that a real robot? Emily asked, just in case it was an expensive toy. That is correct, Emily, said Barnabas, but it's not working. But I don't know how to fix a robot, Emily responded. I've never even seen a real robot before today. That's okay, Emily, Barnabas reassured her. I can tell you what to do. Well, all right then, agreed Emily. Barnabas talked her through opening up a panel on the robot's side and holding down a series of buttons. This was clearly a job for fingers, something that Barnabas lacked. There, said Barnabas. We've set it to download an update. Hopefully that will sort the problem. Couldn't your owners have done this? Emily asked. Surely it's not down to you to sort technology problems. Oh no, they could not, said Barnabas. They're far too busy. After all, that's why the robot is here, to look after me. I was due my walk, but the robot would not wake up. Hopefully, you have helped with that now. Although, it will be some time until we know. I could take you out for a walk, suggested Emily. Oh, would you do that, Emily? Would you? said Barnabas, suddenly excited. His tail was wagging furiously. Of course, Emily smiled. Barnabas insisted on having his leash attached to his collar, even though he'd successfully traveled to the future by himself. And so it wasn't long before they were leaving through the home's front door. The street was empty of cars and vehicles, although there were a couple of wheeled delivery drones at work. But most notable of all was that there were no people anywhere. They walked into a neighboring street and then another and the only living things they saw were a few butterflies, several birds, and a robot, much like the one they'd been trying to get working. And it was walking a Labrador. Good day, said Barnabas happily, but the Labrador just stared at Emily, clearly confused. Where is everyone? asked Emily as they passed an empty park. Oh, they're all busy, said Barnabas. You said that before, but... What are they doing? Oh, just what humans do, said Barnabas. Eventually, they arrived back at the house. They didn't need a key to get in. The front door recognized Barnabas's collar and simply opened as they approached. They hung up the leash and checked the robot. Ah, oh, he's still not doing anything, said Emily. Ooh, this isn't good, said Barnabas, looking sad once more. 
If the robot will not work, then who will feed me and take me for my walks and give me my bath? But don't your owners do any of that? Emily wondered with concern. Oh no, they're, they're far too busy for that, said Barnabas. That's not right, said Emily firmly. You shouldn't get a dog if you're not going to spend any time with it. It's not fair. You must not get mad, Emily. My owners have given me a lovely home and all the upgrades any dog could hope for, Barnabas said. I'm top of the range, the best dog that money can buy. I can speak and I have full access to the internet via my collar. That's how I was able to build my time travel device. And I came with the Robo Walker Y1PP, the most advanced assistant for looking after your dog. You're clearly very special, admitted Emily. But I still don't understand why your owners aren't caring for you. Don't they spend any time with you at all? Oh no, they're far too busy for that, said Barnabas, nodding to the room beyond the kitchen. Emily got up and went to have a look. It was a living room, but there were no couches, tables, or chairs. No TV either. Just four ceiling-high contraptions that supported one of the four family members. They, in turn, were completely enclosed by a different brightly colored bodysuit and VR helmet. What are they doing? asked Emily. Being busy, said Barnabas, before catching Emily's disapproving look. Well, I mean, playing their games. It takes up a lot of their time, you see. It sounds like it takes up a lot of their time, said Emily. I don't really understand why they'd even got you if they don't spend any time with you. They get lots of adverts when they play their games, explained Barnabas. It might have seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. They can order while playing, you see. Emily bent down and petted Barnabas's head. Oh, you poor pup. This isn't a fun life for a dog. Barnabas sniffed. Well, I have been terribly lonely. The family can't hear me when they're online. And the robot that looks after me doesn't even talk. And now it looks like your robot doesn't work at all, added Emily. She came to a decision. Look, Barnabas, I can't fix your robot. And although this home is beautiful, I can't fix the way you're ignored here. But I can do something to make you feel better. Barnabas's ears pricked up. What's that? You could come back and live with me. I would love to have you as my dog, smiled Emily. This made Barnabas smile. And I think I would love that, he said. Here, hold on to my collar again. I'm certainly curious how a dog built a time machine from looking at the internet, said Emily, as she slid her fingers under the collar. Well, it wasn't easy when you don't have hands, said Barnabas. Hey, when we get to your house, I'll tell you about my designs for a spaceship. I'll definitely need your fingers for that one. I look forward to it, grinned Emily. Barnabas looked at Emily and knew at that moment he was the happiest dog on the planet. And so, with a blink of an eye, the pair of them went home. The end.